Should you start another location? It's easier than you'd think. It's just, you got to have the right offers that meet the needs that they have, not just workouts. You're going to start to scale. You're going to start to get leverage. Do it the right way. Welcome to Gym Owner Freedom. I am Scott Carpenter, and I am a former broke, struggling, frustrated, and overworked gym owner that felt stuck no matter what I did to try and improve the business. Once I realized that the answer wasn't what I thought it was, just getting more clients, and after really doing the math on acquisition and churn rates, I realized I wasn't even playing a winnable game to begin with. With my current price structure, mathematically, there was no way I could afford to pay my staff so I could scale up and out of the business that I could have the time, the money, the impact, and the freedom that I always knew I was capable of. Once I learned how to add value by selling transformational programs to people who needed more than just workouts, everything changed in my life. Today, I own six gyms that all run without me, and I am free to pursue my passion projects and work just because I love to, not because I have to. And if that's a goal that we mutually share together, then this is the show for you. I'm going to teach you the framework to make way more money with less clients and open up a world of possibilities to you. Subscribe, leave a review, and tune in every week. It'll change your life. I promise you that. Okay, perfect. So today we got a great training for you. This is something that a lot of people have struggled with before, and it's multiple locations. And I have six. I'm currently negotiating and putting together a deal for a seventh, in which case I'm really just the investor. Obviously, we're taking my systems, my expertise, and my coaching and putting it in there, but I'm actually building the seventh location as an investor. So I'm not going to be operating or responsible for any of it. Um, this is a certain level that is a, that a lot of you would like to get to where you can leverage your expertise and, and your IP to grow. Um, but we're going to start and talk about my journey with six locations because I have done this and screwed it up and nearly went bankrupt a few times. And I don't want that for you. So I'll share the screen and kind of what we're going to go over today. And you're going to really want to watch the full thing. Uh, if, you, if you have to get off early, we can send you the recording, but we're going to have Q&A at the end of this. So that's going to be really important. If you can make that, would be fantastic. All right. We got the right screen being shared right now. So yeah, we're going to talk about how to scale these multiple locations without risking everything. Uh, you do not need to make the same mistakes that I have made. And again, I'm coming to you live every single Thursday at 12 p.m., PST. Okay. So throw this in the calendar because this is not, these aren't bullshit trainings that we're going to do. We're actually going to do things that are tactical that you can take action on whether now, or it's, it's what you're going to do next. And so I'm going to show you exactly what I have done over the course of the last decade to allow myself to, to have early retirement in my thirties. And I say early retirement because I still work because I love to, but I get to choose the things that I want to do because they're really important to me. And I don't have to do it because I have to make money. And that is an unbelievable place to be. I know a lot of you want to be there as well. Uh, so that's why I do it. So first off, this is what we're going to cover. Should you start another location? Then what is that winning structure for your next location that'll help you maximize your leverage and really minimize your risk, which is, let's face it, that's the bottleneck, guys. It's not just the cash. It's, it's also your time. Because you might have a personal guarantee on that location. You might have to throw out a lot of money. And yeah, that could get you in a bad situation. But 
if, if you lose your GM over there or something and you've got to go in, a lot of us, if we're not working full-time in our businesses, we don't want to go back to that. So that fear of having to go back to working 40, 50 hours in a location is terrifying. So what we do is we shut down, we stop growing. Okay. And, and Hey, if all your needs are being met where you're at, don't even worry about it. Don't even think about it. But some of you really do want to do another location. You just don't know how, or you don't have fundamentals in place, or you don't know the structure to minimize these risks. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to talk about how to really make it winnable, replicable, scalable, simple. So it, it, you can really recover your time on this thing, right? And then we're going to take your questions and answers. So questions and answers that you guys have, uh, you can fire them off anytime in the comments. And when I get done, we're going to go over that. So, and it can be anything. So let's get right into it. So should you start another location? This is a question that you really want to answer first. Um, to give you some background, when I did this, and within two years of, of me starting my first location, I had four locations. And this was stupid, okay? I had, you like, how did you even do that? I, ha I was making, I had no money. I was making no money. I just got clever at putting together deals and doing seller financing and rebrand. Like I, I blew up too quickly to multiple locations before I was ready. Bottom line, I was an idiot. My eyes were bigger than my stomach, you could say at this point. And my idea of success was like growing multiple locations, even though I didn't have the systems or structure in place. And as a result, for the next like four years, I struggled like crazy. And really, if I didn't catch a couple breaks, with some amazing people on my staff who later became partners with Dave and Ron, um, Matt, Becky, like I would have probably been out of business. I caught some really lucky breaks. I was also very stubborn. And I also had to roll up my sleeves and work 60 hours a week plus during the thick of it. So I don't want you to be in that situation. So first, should you start another location? A lot of you guys are familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Robert Kiyosaki. And there's the cash flow quadrant. There's four ways to make money. One is an employee. You have a job. Nobody watching this is in that quadrant right now. Okay. A lot of you might have a location, but you're still really in the S bucket, the self-employed bucket. And it's because you're probably on the training floor, right? You're probably also doing sales. You're probably also doing management. And if you left and exited, the, the place would fall apart. So yeah, you, you're starting to get leverage because most likely you have people on staff but you're really still kind of stuck owning that job. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. And there are certain things you want to do to get out of that. And then the B quadrant, that's the business owner. This is where systems and people are giving you leverage. You're making money without it being reliant on you working full-time in there. Some, very few people have gotten completely out of their businesses. Um, and then the last stage is the investor stage. This is where you can leverage your money, but also your network and also your expertise to make more money. Okay. And flowing through that is really where you want to go. This is what gives you freedom to be able to choose how you want to spend your time and how you want to make your money and not just do things because you have to, to survive and pay the bills. I have been through this entire journey, E to S to B to I. What does that look like for a gym owner? Okay. Well, a lot of you right now, you probably have already launched your business. A lot of times, you're going to have problems because what you have right now is not scalable. You can't 
just take that and replicate it. You can't just drop it over there because a lot of you are reliant on volume and talent of you or your staff. You, you really need talented people. Volume is tough. And if you don't have the A players, you can't scale up or scale out of the business. So a lot of you guys need to change, not change your whole business model, but what you need to do is you need to make it less reliant on volume. For people who have who have bigger problems than more than just working out, which is most people, you need to have bigger solutions. You need to have high and mid-ticket offers. That way you can make more money with less clients. Volume, if the less people you need, the easier it is. You, if you're still group, that's fine. You're just going to have high and mid-ticket offers to meet people's needs on the mentorship and accountability end. So a lot of you have launched, but it might not be the perfect strategy. You need something that is simple, scalable, Okay. Um, a lot of you are in the growth stage. You're you're growing, and you know cash flows. You're if you're not, you're probably on the training floor at this point, right? And you can't. You're you're trying to scale out of certain roles, but you can't always do that effectively. Uh, you still have to make sure your revenue and your cash flow is good. Some of you are in the scaling aspect. This is where now you're maybe working part time in the business. You're getting more leveraged with people. Okay. And now you have more options. So you do not want to think about going into a second location, a third location, unless you're firmly in three. Okay. If you're still in two and you still need to, to really um, systematize things to increase your leverage points, that's where you really need to be. If you're not there yet, you need to stay in your first location. Once you're over here in three, now you have options. In this, you're probably not on the training floor unless you really like to do it a, a few hours a week. You're mainly probably just doing sales and management stuff, okay? You need to do that before considering it. Don't do what I did. It was stupid, okay? And number four, absolutely. Number four is this is really about freedom. This is where you can really control your time and what you do with it. You have an abundance of money and you can really build and live your ideal lifestyle. This is where you can set it up as an investor like I am. Okay. So if you are in stages one or two, do not think about a second location, but this training will be valuable because you'll know when and how to do it. Okay. If you're in three and four, let's go. All right. So um, what I did when I grew to those locations, I was really firmly in launch and grow. And I didn't have the right system. I didn't, I, I was, I was still trying to make ends meet. It was stupid. I got lucky enough to stay in the game and figured it out. Okay. Don't do what I did on that though. So number two, the winning structure for your next location to maximize leverage and minimize your risk. Yes, so how do you design this? How do you do a second location? Well, you have a couple different routes. So first route you can go is you send someone else as the operator, okay? Um, you take one of your employees who's really good and talented and wants a bigger opportunity and you have them start it up. I do not advise this. This is very risky. Okay. This is very risky unless you do it in a certain way. But the bottom line is, is typically what you have to do. You have to fill in for that person or you have to get somebody to replace them. And what happens because it's typically an A-level operator, now you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. So you're robbing from your first location to start at your second location. And that's not always the best way to do it. Okay. So that's, but that is one way um, that I don't, don't really risk that, that I don't recommend. So the second way is you go to the new location as the owner operator, right? 
you may or may not be, you, you might hire right away. So you're not really the one deliver on the floor, delivering the training or coaching. Um, maybe you're just doing sales and management. Management. Maybe you're doing all, all of them. This is what I did. So I went from one location. And again, this was like eight months later when I was negotiating to buy out a competitor. I had no money, nothing. But what I did is I left somebody behind. I went to the new place and did that. That's actually where I met Dave Best. A lot of you know him. He's my partner with PT Legends. He's in, incredible. He was an independent contractor at paying rent to do his own personal training inside of that location. That's how we met. Um, but I did that. And then once that got okay, I actually left that one to start up another one. And then what I did is I kind of did the last way you could do it. I find a partner. So finding a partner. Um, so you start as the investor with an owner operator in place. Okay. Um, and I'll explain that in a minute, but when you go to the new location as an owner operative, this can work. Okay. This can really work. You have more security, right? And this is what I did at my first, well, I would say locations two and three then, right? That's what I did there. Um, now you already have a lot of the systems that you can take and bring over, right? That's going to be very important. So this is really ideally the best way to do it if you can. But again, you've got to be firmly in scale, if not in, in freedom before you start doing it like an investor. So here's the deal that I'm putting in place for this seventh gym. Because at the end of the day, I can't take more of that stuff on my plate. I can act as an advisor on a limited basis, but I can't even, I don't want to worry about the books, anything at this point. Because when you start getting more and more leverage and you start getting into this I quadrant, you can, you, you can leverage your time, your expertise, and your capital to generate more money and everybody wins. So in this case, what you're going to do is you are going to train somebody to take over whatever roles you're doing in your first place. Okay. Then you're going to move to the second place, get in it, roll up your sleeves and do it. And once you get yourself out of that, right, you start scaling on that location, you grow the location, you grow it, then you scale it, then you can exit it and start another location. So that's what I did multiple times until I became the investor with an owner operator in place. Now, there's a lot of ways you can screw this thing up. And I have. And I have had it where my owner operator has vanished. There are certainly wrong ways to go about this that can really handicap you. Um, so let's take, for instance, my fourth location. I partnered with somebody that I kind of knew. My mistake is I didn't know him enough. He just wasn't the guy. He, he, he was not an entrepreneur mindset, and he never got that place off the ground. And there was conflicts of interest. So he had probably eight to $10,000 in revenue of his own, okay? And we let that be separate from the business. And he was responsible for owning and operating the business, but he got paid solely off of that. Well, that creates a conflict of interest because what did he mind? Well, he's getting 100% of the other stuff. So that's what he minded. And that was, that was what he, he was very protective of. And he wasn't great at the rest of the business. And eventually, we got a different owner-operator in, Matt and Becky. They took it and they blew that thing up, okay? But here's how I'm doing with my seventh location. So I'm doing a 40-60 split. Because what is the big challenge? If you've got somebody who wants to start up a new place, what's the big challenge? 
Okay, you've got the expertise. You probably have the cash flow and the capital to start this up. Let's say you got somebody that's an amazing guy. They are meant for this. But what's the challenge? A lot of times, coaches or trainers don't have a lot of cash or they have access to it either. And that makes it very, very tough. Because at the end of the day, another mistake I made, I think this was location five, I think. Yeah. So what I did, I had somebody like that. Here's where I screwed it up. I screwed it up because I put in the majority of the cash to start this place up. Now, to even that out so we could split the equity pretty well, he, he forwent or foregone he, he, with his salary because he was going to get paid a small salary, the rest on profit sharing. The issue with that is that he, I think he went like five or six months then without taking any salary as an owner draw until it equaled my capital contribution, right? Whatever that was. We got into this place really cheap. But here's the deal. He didn't have any skin in the game. And I mean, he had PTSD. I didn't really know about this. You got to really know these people and work with these people for an extended period of time before you offer any sort of an equity position in something like this or partner up. Because you don't realize business is a marriage. It really is. And it can go south. It can absolutely do that. So you really have to know this person. But what happened was he just up and left. He vanished. PTSD, I can't handle this. And he just up and vanished. And I had to work with his wife to handle the equity and get the ownership over to, to me. It was a mess. But I'm left with a box with a couple part-time employees. And I got to hold, hold, the, hold the, the, the bag with rent. Now, thankfully, in this commercial lease negotiation, I didn't have a personal guarantee. So I could choose to fold up and let it go. And that's another thing. You want to minimize your risk with things like that. I got into a commercial training, uh, commercial lease training last week. You should check that out. If you would like us to tag you in that, throw a comment right now, and we will connect you with that training as well. But the key is, is like you can be left in the dust if you don't have them have enough skin in the game. But the problem is they might not have tons. So the, the, the challenge is the capital for the partner, right? And you don't, you know, you can't let them get in with no skin in the game. They need skin in the game or else you're setting yourself for a potential disaster. Okay. I don't want you making that same mistake. But again, the limitation is the cash. So here's how I structured mine. And I love this structure. Because there's an amazing guy, he's shown, he's done everything to prove that he wants this, that he needs this, that he's willing to do it, that he's willing to stick his neck out and make this thing happen. So here's the deal is he's only got 25,000 in cash, okay? Now, to have a bunch, like I've got the ability to have a bunch of working capital there now. I've got that luxury after years in business. So I want to go in with 140,000, okay, total. I really only probably need like 100, 120, but 140. So I'm going to put in the rest. I, I mean, do, is that what we put it at? I can't remember. It was something like that. But so let's say, let's say I'm going to bring in uh, 115K for me. All right. So here's the thing. I want this partner. He's going to make a base, you know, owner draw for the salary, but I want my partner to be more invested. I don't want him like maybe this comes out to he gets 18, 19% equity, something like that. Could I do that deal? Sure. But at the end of the day, I want him to have more equity. I want him to have a large amount of his pay tied to the performance of the business. That's better for him. It's better for me long-term. It's not about 
negotiating the absolute best deal on the numbers. It's about negotiating the best deal long term. And I want to give him more equity than his cash represents. Okay. Because this is going to be a stretch for him to get. It's going to be pretty much everything. But it's enough for him to have skin in the game and not just vanish. Right. But I want to get him more. So here's what I'm going to do I'm going to give him 40%. And I'm going to take 60%. Okay. But I'm putting in, I'm bringing a lot to the table. I'm this, my strength helps get the lease and negotiate an amazing deal. I'm bringing the majority of the cash. So to make it fair for me, I'm structuring the 115K as a loan. And I'm doing that at 10% payable over five years, right? So that is how I protect myself. So at the end of the day, as all this goes, if all this goes according to plan, effectively after five years, I'll have $0 in the deal. Okay. But I'll have 60% of an amazing performing asset. And at the end of the deal, at the end of the day, for him, he's going to have, he's going to get a salary and he's going to get 40% equity for 25 grand. There's no freaking way he'd be able to do that. And he's going to get the most gigantic head start because he's got me as an advisor and he's going to have the mentorship of PT Legends with a proven system within a completely proven system. So for him, it's a dream come true. And this kind of win-win relationship is unbelievable. And if he gets this thing going how it needs to, as he moves along to the point where he's going to be growing this thing, right? Then the revenues and the cash flows will support him hiring and moving himself out of roles as he scales. As he scales, he's making more money, right? If we look at this with time and systems, right? So once he gets to that point, now he's got the decision, hey, do I want to do another location? And guess what? I am happy to fund another location with this deal. And everybody's going to win. So this is a fantastic way to go about it. Um, now, a word if you are the one going, because a lot of you aren't at that place yet. Okay. Some of you are. That's a great way to go. Some of you need to replace yourself in your first location, move on to a second location, right? One thing that I'm going to add on that one is that, and this is something that I did because I have not always been in this freedom bucket, right? So what I had to do at this point, one thing that was great is you can have, if you've got somebody, if you've got a GM that is partner worthy and you, you need to know them for a while, you need to see how they act over a period of years. The trust is huge. It's a marriage. You can have them buy buy in for a minority share. And they'll give up a bunch of a chunk of money, but you can use like a, a 4X, RO, uh, 4X EBITDA on it. So whatever your business profits, multiply it by four, that's a good valuation. And then they can buy in on that. Now, here's the cool thing is like, they'll get all their money back at that math. They'll get their money back in four years. That's a 25% return on their cash. Tell me where you can get that. So it's a really good deal for them. And they're investing in the business. So now they have skin in the game. That helps you sleep easier. Because the big fear is, hey, what if I go into a second location and I lose my GM at the first? This guy's amazing. Well, he, if they're that amazing, they may want equity too. They may want to have their own place one day. Well, what if you, you guys are stronger together than apart? Bottom line, you can do more together than you can do separately. And so when you structure this where you can do that, 
everybody wins. Everybody has more security. Everybody has a competitive advantage because you guys are doing this together rather than separately. So that is a really good way to go too when you take this route, okay? Ultimately, this is probably your, your end and your best, but it's not achievable for where everybody is. It wasn't as I was growing the business, right? Um, another couple things to note on the structure on this one, you want to have a separate holding LLC, okay? So you need to have a separate holding LLC. That's really, really important. Um, that should hold the intellectual property. That should hold the intellectual property of, of your brand. And you should have each location pay to use the, the, the systems and the IP. Might be just a thousand, a thousand bucks a month. But you want to separate that because if you have different ownership at different individual locations, what you built, the systems and the IP and the brand recognition, that needs to be accounted for as well. And when you create a separate holding LLC, quite often, uh, this may be taxed as an escort for tax purposes. Um, so that's going to be really important as well. That'll give you a lot of, of uh, tax breaks as you start building and growing this thing. Um, so let's see, what else do I want on this? Oh, the personal guarantee on the lease. I have another training on commercial leases that you might want to check out as well. But if you can get the personal guarantee off or limit it just to a few years, that's going to be incredibly helpful. Um, so yeah, those are main things for the structure of how you want to do this. Um, if you need help, um, you can always comment advice below. We'd be happy to hop on Josh Price. Uh, he's our PT Legends advisor. He'd be happy to hop on and go over some of the finer details with you. Um, so how to make it winnable, rep replicable, scalable, and resistant to market changes. So COVID threw a wrench into things. It has made certain things and certain models really challenging. Now you can have a large group model, okay? You can have a small group. You can have a semi. You can have an overlapping PT. You can have a one-on-one -on -one PT. You can have a lot of different models that can work, okay? You don't necessarily need to change that. But what I want you to think, and I want you to challenge to think about, is what would you do differently if you had to start all over again? I've had it all. I've had large group. I've had semi. I've had one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I have changed these things. And it's hard to do it once it's going. But now that you have the opportunity to start a second location, you can just do it right and make those adjustments. Um, one thing, no matter what your game is, like I'm not a large group guy. I don't like it. I have a lot of gym owner clients who crush it with large group though. Okay. I just don't enjoy it. I like going small space, low overhead, huge profitability. But regardless of what it is, you need to do one key fundamental thing is you need to solve bigger problems. A lot of you just give workouts. And hey, some people are coming in for workouts for sure. Most people are not. Most people are coming in because they want the benefits of workouts. They want the benefits of workouts. So that's the big thing is you need to have a solution for that. Some people have nutrition coaching. Most of you are not selling it very well effectively, or it's, it's, a big, it's one of your big profit, mart, uh, profit uh, centers. So here's how you do it. Like This goes to some of you need to go back and reevaluate your systems. Is it simple, scalable? Do you have to rely on bringing in 150 or 200 members? That's hard post-pandemic, really hard. So, I mean, really the easiest way to do this, guys, is having three different offers. 
So, and ignore these numbers because they might not fit depending on what model yours is. In fact, I'm just going to delete them. Okay. But you should have basically a high ticket offer. This is for people who need a lot of help. They need a mentorship. They need somebody to take them by the hand and show them how to build a healthy life. Okay. Then you should have a mid ticket offer. This is something that's going to be nutrition and accountability. Now you should sell these two mentorship or nutrition and accountability about 80% of the time. You are going to have people who just want to come in, move, and sweat. That's your commodity offer. That's what everybody's doing. They're selling workouts or selling sessions, whether it's large group or semi or one-on-one. But the people who need help in other areas, you need to service them. Why this is so important is because this will bring in tons of extra money for no more clients. If you are relying on volume, you have a large group or a small group, and you need a lot of members, good for you if it's working now. I know some people are doing really well with that, but they, they have a great location. The other ones are struggling. And it's because the other one is just in a great location. It's got that perfect mixture of population density. They got the SEO going, lack of competition, whatever it is. Boom, it's a unicorn. But they can't duplicate that at this location, this location, this location. Sometimes we just get lucky that, hey, shit just works out. And we got a lot of abundance of lead flows. Ads work really well, whatever it is but it's hard to duplicate that everywhere. And the more people you have, the bigger space, the bigger overhead, the bigger risk, right? But no matter what your model is, guys, if you, a lot of you just have number three, you have your commodity workouts. But if you get good at selling one and two, you can double your average client value with virtually no work. Um, it's so, so simple. This is what opened it up and changed my business to get me from struggling and in the grow stage for all of my locations and allowed me to scale where now I'm getting outside of it. This was the fundamental thing. If you can double your revenue without doubling your clients, okay? And it doesn't mean everybody's going to pay double. It just means the people who have these other bleeding neck issues, they're going to pay a lot more than double. It's going to be worth every penny. They're going to love you. But that's a way to really increase your ACV without increasing the number of clients you work with. That changes the game. This is a lot of our systems. This is how I can take you know something that's a little over 2,000 square feet right, and bring over a quarter million dollars of profit every year on it in a single location. It's not from volume. We have less than 100 people there. It is solely because we're solving these other problems. And all of you can do it. I don't care if you are a... CrossFit. I don't care if you're a boot camp. I don't care if you're a one-on-one studio. You can do this too. It's you just got to build it in, learn how to sell it, fulfill, and then just renew them to, to to convert them into six to twelve month EFT clients. So a lot of you to make it simple and to make it where you don't need to get two hundred people to do well. This is your missing link, and so that is a big big thing. So as you look into this, like if you don't have a mid ticket or a high ticket offer. That is exactly what you need because this will make the game so much easier. You can get half the amount of clients you think you need to, to really maximize the profit. And then you don't need that 12,000 square foot space, that 8,000 square foot space, that 6,000 square foot space. You can really take it smaller and tighter and leaner and meaner, which is probably what you want to do. You would probably, if you got to design this all over again, a lot of you would rather just work with your dream clients. The people who are happy to spend the money, they are happy to pay you every month. They get the most value. They complain the least. That's who we want to work with, right? That's, the, that's what makes our job satisfying. 
the weed clients, the ones who just complain, they want more times, they bitch about whatever, they get clicky. Those are the ones we want fewer of. So if you're going to start this all over again, right, you're going to start to scale. You're going to start to get leverage. Do it the right way, right? So you want to really attract your dream clients. We'll have future trainings on exactly how to do that as well. It's easier than you think. It's just you got to have the right offers. So dream clients, and you need to match those up with the right offers, okay, that meet the needs that, that they have, not just workouts, okay? So that's, that's really the main thing. Um, should you start another location, start there. You've got to figure out what stage you're in and if you're willing to do it. Your risks are the money, the capital, the personal guarantee, and the, the overhead, right? And it's also your time. If you lose a key person, you could be in a tight spot. This is what paralyzes us. I know a lot of gym owners who got a second location and then sold it or left it or shut it down because they didn't do this thing the right way. A lot of times you need those right offers. It makes the job way easier when you need half the clients of your first location, okay? Um, and then really you want to set it up the right way. I would recommend you going to the new location as the owner operator. You might not touch the training floor. That's cool, okay? But this will give you more security, right? You, you need somebody in place to let you do that. Maybe they want to buy in now or eventually. It's not a requisite, but it does strengthen your position and give you more security, right? The best way is really sending somebody else to do it as the investor, though, right? Where there's skin in the game in both ways, right? And I, I sent you through that. No matter what you do, you want to have a holding escort for your IP, and that pays a license to use it. And you want to try and negotiate that, that personal guarantee on the lease as much as you possibly can. So, um, yeah, I, you know, if this was helpful, let me know because we can do more detail on this in the future as well. So throw it in the comments if you found this valuable. Um, and yeah, if you did, we're going to open up for questions uh, in just a moment. If you did find this valuable um, and you do want to talk about this more, we help people in different stages, right? Some of you are in launch, some of you are in grow, scale, and some of you are entering the freedom stage, which is lifestyle design. Um, no matter where you're at, okay, we help people with your specific problems, no matter what your stage is. And if, if you got value of this, you'd like to talk to somebody, type advice in the comments, okay? So comment advice, and I'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen. So Josh Price is our lead advisor. He is amazing. Um, he is going to hop on the phone with you and help you identify what your constraints are to get to the next stage. Okay. And he'll show you exactly kind of, we'll identify the constraints and based on those constraints, what do you need to do to solve that so that you can get to the next stage? Now, if you're interested in one of, one of our mentorships and helping you do this, we'd be happy to talk about that. Um, and if you're not, you just want to hit on your own, that's fine too, but you'll be on with Josh Price. I'll pull up a picture of him. So, you know, he will reach out to you after you comment advice below and, uh, yeah, you guys can hop on a few minutes, identify what those are. So that way you have a plan of action on it. I can't find him for the life of me on here. Um, he's the orange beard of wisdom. So, uh, we'll make sure to get him in here, be, uh, later on, but, um, yeah, he's a, he's an awesome guy. So comment advice, we'll do that. And then, yes, I might need your help, Will, to toss comments at me. I'm on the live. I can't always see the comments. I'm going to try and open it up. And I can also see it if you're on the webinar, too. 
So I'm looking into it. Steven, this is helpful. Thank you. You're welcome, Steven. Um, good. And I've got some Q&As coming in here. Uh, so, Joe, where does buying your building or another building fall into this? Good question. So that is a, that's something that you can do really in the scale or the freedom stage. Um, it is more like a freedom activity. This is where when we go back to Robert Kiyosaki's cash quadrant, this is where your money makes money. Right. So you're, you are kind of acting as an investor here and it's a good way to do it. I've bought uh, a building as well. That investment has paid off like crazy. Quite often you can buy it and your rent will be less than your actual uh, mortgage. Like if you were to pay that. So you're essentially paying rent to yourself and you're making money through appreciation, amortization and a lot of tax deductions. I highly recommend you buy it if you can. And uh, yeah, that's an investment move. So you really want to do that in the scale or the freedom stage uh, is where you want to be when doing that. It's possible if you got really great cash flow and grow and you've got great security, you can do it there too. So that's a move that you can actually do anywhere if it's the right thing. Now, I hopped on a call um, with another owner who's got an amazing concept that he wants to grow into multiple locations. And so his plan is to license this or, or potentially franchise it. But at the end of the day, he was looking at this building to buy it, to put his second location in. He wants a second location to troubleshoot it, to prove that it works, all that kind of things. So I advise him not to buy because at the end of the day, if his end goal is to grow this thing to 100 locations, don't spend your capital doing it. It's a good move. Yes. But with where you're going, that's not where you want to put your capital right now. So it's very situational. Of course. Um, another question, wh where would you prioritize and where would you prioritize first? Can you give me some, um, give me some extra context on that one? And I think what you're referring to is what would you prioritize in, let's see, where does buying, oh, buying or building another building. So building a building that is a very long-term play. It actually takes a long time. Joe, I know you're in California. It takes forever to do things in California. Um, just help shout out to Austin and Cody. We just helped them uh, get their personal training studio up and running in California. But the build-out's horrendous. The permits are horrendous. You can build from the ground up. But if you do that, you're probably looking at a couple years. Uh, it's extremely expensive at the moment. It's usually cheaper to find a place and buy it. Um, if you're building from the ground up too, you'll probably want to have additional units that you can rent out and offset that. It's a longer term project. If you're going to build, I want you being very stable, really into three, probably into four at that point. And you got to look at zoom out, look at this on a global scale. On a cash flow scale, it's not going to make sense for you. On a long term scale, it will. Um, let's see. We got some chats in there too. Boom. Can you walk how we found Brandon to run our location? Okay. Yes. So how did we get our, our guy to run our seventh location? So he actually was a client of ours. He was actually a client of ours. Um, and he crushed it with our 63 day transformation. If you guys don't know what that is, that's how we fulfill our high ticket programs. So that is, we have a, a nine week program designed to change um, people's lives. And it's our mentorship program. It's phenomenally effective. He went through this. He went through our program. It changed his life. He was a cook, chef, I should say, working crazy hours, horrible hours too, nights, weekends, all that kind of stuff. Um, and 
he loved it. And he's like, guys, this is what I want to do. I want to help others make this change, which is exactly what I'm doing as a business coach. I've struggled as a gym owner. Now I love helping other gym owners go through the same journey to achieve freedom than I did. So, but he had no experience. So we're like, hey, yeah, you, you need to get certified with this. And he got certified for nutrition coaching. He did it for personal training. He didn't have any experience though. So we're like, go cut, you know, get, get a, we need you to cut your teeth. We don't have any openings at our gyms right now. Um, but he went and got a job at Orange Theory to cut his teeth there. The dude's been incredible. And he's a workhorse. He's shown that he's willing to do it. Like he literally quit his job. He got multiple certifications. He walked into Orange Theory to get a job as a coach. He ended up getting a management position. And he's been grinding away in there. He's proven to do the work every step of the way. And he's been pushing us to own his own location. And he's just shown it. And he's doing every single thing. He comes for our PT Legends training, get trained on sales, to get trained on coaching and fulfillment. He's done all of these things. And he's willing to put his money. We've been very transparent about him raising the money. He's taken every step of the way. And he's taking the initiative. So that's where he came from. And he is a shoo-in. He takes our stuff, our systems, expertise, training, and mentoring. He is going to absolutely crush this. There's nothing, there, there is no zero risk in anything, but this is as close as you can get. And so that's why I needed to f- come up with that deal for him. And it's an amazing deal for him. I don't think he's going to own one location. To be honest with you, I think he's going to own two, three, four, five within the next several years. It's what you get if you get the shortcuts. You can do what I did in a decade. Like what I, what I did in a decade, you can do in a matter of, of three, four years now when you had the right recipe. So yeah, that's how we found Brandon. Great question. Um, and I don't want to go over time because we're right at it right now. Uh, so if you have any additional questions or anything like that, um, just type advice uh, in the comments and Josh will reach out to you and we can troubleshoot your constraints where you're at and help move you along to get you to the next level where you can do multiple locations or you can scale up and out of your gym or have the option to. You might love working in your gym, but do you want to do it 40 or 50 hours? For most people, no. You know, you should have the option to work as much or as little in your gym if you want, even if you want to stay with one location. So yes, hopefully that was extremely helpful. Uh, comment advice, we, we'd be happy to hop on a call and share our knowledge with you. Thanks a lot for watching. We will see you next week, Thursday, 12 p.m. PST. Uh, we'll see you there, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 a month or more this month, by making more money with less clients and create a consistent flow of high quality leads, you can learn about what it's like to work with me and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. And if you got any value out of this episode, please pay it forward and leave a review for this show. It helps other gym owners find the answers to the huge problems that we all share. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.